0: Listener Production.
1: As much fun as using a fake name on your coffee order. Any chai tea, Oksana? That's
0: me. Peppermint mocha with a double shot for a minly. That's me. It's Matt and Alex. All day breakfast.
1: Did you hear about this Indian couple in India who are suing <laughs> their son and their daughter-in-law for not having grandkids?
2: I, I did. Has Ian Dyson threatened you yet? No. <laughs> But I did have a conversation with Ian Dyson a few years ago when we were in Perth going over to watch our footy match at Optus Stadium. We were out for dinner one time and he mentions, like, oh, you know, I thought that you might have, you and your sister might have had a couple of little ones by now. I'm like, Dad, I'm like, 31, you didn't have a kid by then. And he's like, oh, fair call, fair call. Oh, yep. So this, this, fair this, enough, okay. This all about. But as the childless member of this team, Matt O'Kine, I was very offended by this new story.
1: Oh, I know. So uh, it's a couple from India. They have sued their son for $675,000, claiming we want a grandson or granddaughter within a year, or we want compensation because I have spent my life's earnings on my son's education. And apparently, I don't don't think they think it's a good investment. (laughs) So um, they're saying that the main issue is, this is a direct quote, saying that the main issue is that at this age, we need a grandchild, but these people, i.e. my son and my daughter-in-law, these people have an attitude that they don't think about us. So, and then then they say, we got him married in the hope we would have the pleasure of becoming grandparents. It's been six years since then. It feels as if, despite everything, we have nothing.
2: So it's (laughs) really... (laughs) <laughs> well, that you're about to have be- even less <laughs> by the sound of things. This is what you're, uh, the way you're going about trying to get grandchildren. And it is, oh man, it's such a personal thing to have people, even if they are your parents and extremely close to you have uh, any sort of opinions or like, you know, out to dinner at people and they start talking about kids and some people are not in a position to have children. Yeah, You know, there could be medical issues, there could be all sorts of things and it's not really other people's place to start commenting on, let alone suing people for not having children.
1: I don't know whether being incredibly stressed that you're facing financial, you know, bankrupt is the perfect way to look after a body that's supposed to be trying to make babies. Like, I mean, that's surely going to Stop things as well. Who knows? But look, anyway. we are here for you this morning. There will be no lawsuit. Oh, actually, no, there is going to be a lawsuit. There is going to be a
2: lawsuit. Well, every week we often take issue with a few kind of people in the world, and I think these people should be paying through the nose with what they're doing. To, oh, uh, well, Belinda, our listener, who's got in touch with uh, the Rant Dog topic of this week, uh, so we'll have to stick around for that.
1: You're going to be taking them to town. Uh, but I'm actually... No, I was talking more about... A personal issue, Alex Dyson, that I um, think I might have to be calling oh. some lawyers because uh, you could be facing a little bit of trouble yourself. I'll jump into that very, very shortly. Yeah, it's a hair-raising issue. It's coming up. <laughs> oh, you're <laughs> treading, mate. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> Matt and Alex, all day breakfast. Hope you're having a good morning.
0: Hello. This is just the start. Everyone ready? Let's get this show on the road. Let's go.
1: Here we go, here we go, here we go.
0: Matt and Alex, all day breakfast.
1: Well, Alex Dyson, I would be very careful if I was you. I'm always careful, man. I'll uh, tell you what, my friend. I uh, don't know who brought a chicken into the studios, but you are going to be walking on eggshells for the uh, next little while. Don't you worry about that. Oh, yes. Oh, yes.
2: Let's, uh, let's read ourselves of the analogies, and why don't you just tell me what your issue is?
1: Oh, I'll tell you, all right. And I don't even, even know if I need to tell you because P.S. Morgan has already told us, all right? What's that joker on about? Well, I'm going to read you the headline. Alex Dyson It's from theguardian.com, an article published on Friday the 13th. Ooh. <laughs> Calling a man bald is sexual harassment, employment tribunal <laughs> rules. <laughs> Well, 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 Alex Dyson, do I need to go through the archives <laughs> <hey>? <laughs> and drag your ass into the slammer?
2: Uh oh. <laughs> I'm about to become very familiar with the HR department <laughs> alongside. Rat gillies, your former <laughs> nemesis.
1: Most of Australia, to be fair. Certainly, most of my Instagram inbox and comments section. Yeah, so look, Tony Finn, who worked at a West Yorkshire manufacturing firm, this is uh, the direct byline for the Guardian article, for 24 years, is in line for compensation because uh, his boss
2: called him a bald C word. Oh, boy. Yep. Um, bald crumb. <laughs> <laughs> Because so I am, <laughs> I am guilty.
1: <laughs> um. So, okay, there was a shop floor row. Okay, so they obviously mm. got into an argument. His factory supervisor calls him a bald c word, along with other things. There's a tribunal mm. hearing, and then he, he ends up. They, they they said right. This is this is what they've all agreed on. Okay, the company's lawyers have said that it's not sexual harassment, that both men and women suffer from baldness, which is a very true point. But the panel of judges who, and I believe I read this in a different article, uh, my understanding is I, I believe that the panel of judges was all balding men, felt like they find it to be inherently related to sex, that sort of jibe. As part of its ruling, the panel raised a previous tribunal case where a man was found to have a sexual harassment case against him by a woman because he remarked on the size of her breasts.
2: Mm.
1: And they said, you know, it's, it's, that, that is obviously going to be a much more likely uh, comment to be made towards a woman, right? And they believed that the comment of being called a bald C word is much more likely to be directed at a man. They found it. it was uh, The conduct was unwanted. It was a violation of the man's dignity. It created an intimidating environment for him and it was done for that purpose and it related to his sex. So they're going to find out what happens, how much money he's going to get. What's the verdict coming in? Oh, don't worry, I'll be setting my alarm, Alex <laughs> Dyson. <laughs> I will be counting those pennies, my friend.
2: Yes, well, look, I do. I should apologise for any reference I've made. Too late! Too late! Well, well, all right, if we're going in the courtroom here, I would like to put up my defence. Thank you very much. Get the gavel going on. I believe most of any comments I've made have come as a direct, uh, (laughs) come directly uh, after Matt Kind has brought it up himself. The self-depreciation (laughs) humour. Is uh is strong with mod Matt O'Connor. Tell you
1: what's depreciating. <laughs> My buddy hairline. All right. So next segment, all right, is Matt and Alex all day breakfast. I smell toast. Well, Alex Tyson, the countdown is on to the federal election, which is happening this Saturday,
2: the 21st yep. of May, you listening to this? May have already voted.
1: Oh. Could be Such years from is the now.
2: Proximity to the election day. You could have, or I mean, you've been a pre-polling.
1: Well, no. I mean, it also could be. It could be two years from now. You're ca- still catching up with Matt and Alex. Yeah. From the wasteland that is Australia because of the <laughs> new government that's ruined it. I mean, we don't know. But, anyways, <laughs> I've got a serious question for you, Alex Tyson. Because I mean, for anyone who is just catching up on this podcast, maybe this is the very first time mm-hmm. you've ever listened to this episode. Myself and Alex Dyson, previously working on a youth breakfast radio station um, and mainly entertainers, okay? You have since decided to head into politics. This is your first – well, it's your second attempt at a position in federal government. Mm -hmm. The Senate? Yeah, I can never remember. Anyways. Oh, my God. (laughs) I I know you've told me so many times I I still don't remember. House
2: of reps. Oh, I never remember. House of
1: reps. Whatever. Okay, look, the point is – This is the question I need to ask you. Mm. Let's imagine, okay, this Saturday, the people of Wannan, which is the electorate that you are hoping to represent Mm -hmm. in the House of Reps, they all come out for Alex Dyson. You get however much you need to
2: get. How many do you think you might need to get? It varies, but if I start getting about 25,000 first preference votes, it's approximately a quarter. There's a potential that the the other quarter that I might need to get above 50% might preference me second above the incumbent Liberal member and uh, I could be, yeah, booking a flight to Canberra.
1: Okay. So my question is, on the day they count the votes, they say you've got the 50,000 that you need or, you know, yeah. the, however many yeah. percent. Yeah. What the hell happens next? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm deadly, so I have no, like, I wouldn't know it's a what very good question. to do. Like, do you have to hire an office? Like, I mean, do they yeah. do they just get, like, do you have to buy stationery and stuff? Like, do you just start the next day? Like, I don't know anything, man.
2: Well, I was talking to the campaign manager of the Liberal Party because it was down. We're out at pre-polling and you're handing out the how to vote cards. Wait,
1: you're talking to the campaign manager of the Liberal Party? Is this like how when you watch Australia and England play the Ashes and then they're having beers afterwards
2: <laughs> until 6 a.m.? <laughs> well, that's it because I was down there and so was Dan Tian, the current member and trade minister. He was standing out there handing oh, out yeah. cards. Old mate who put you and in the I got there while preference. he was there and I thought, oh, he won't be there for too long. He'll he quite head off. He's a busy man. He's got things to do. He was there for two and a half hours and about half an hour into it, I'm like, I'm not leaving until he goes. You know, the mind games are starting already. <laughs> <laughs> the difficulty I have is he's you know, quite a nice person. Oh, yeah. But i um, talking to the campaign manager and there's two offices. They have a Warnable and a Hamilton office because it's a big electorate. There's a few members at each, at each. So I guess I have to start thinking about that. It'll depend whether a government wins enough seats to govern in its own right. Um, there's 151 lower house seats. Um, if you've got a majority, you can choose a prime minister and different ministers. But given there's quite a few independents running this time, some high-profile ones, uh, there's a potential that, let's say, the Liberal Party can get 70 seats, the Labor Party can get 70 seats, and the other seats are made up of independents, the Greens, the Clive Palmers of the world, in which case I will have to help choose the Prime Minister. Ooh. Now, that's interesting because we're, we're booked in to buddy pump out a few fairy schnitzes next <laughs> Wednesday uh, at Bell's Hotel <laughs> in South Melbourne. Come on down.
1: Okay. <laughs> So so so, will you? Do they just give you a big bunch of money to get like the offices hired? Like, how does it? Do they give you their login to the netbank, the one in netbank? Like, well, then you suddenly <laughs> well, hire an so.
2: office and stuff. Like, what the hell happens? I think I've I've got to go along to parliamentary O week. Like, I've heard there's training for new members coming in if it's their first time. The people have done it before, like, say, this is your thing and this is where you do that. Oh,
1: my God. And does, like, Killing Heidi and Scribe play and stuff like that?
2: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man, I hope so. Are you going to still live with your dad? Um, I might have to at least move across. The, there's a house for lease across the road from us in I might have to try and <laughs> <laughs> jump there instead of sticking with Daddy Dyson. But the thing I've been thinking of is, like, what will I wear in Parliament? Like, do I have to buy suits every day?
1: Oh, yeah. I didn't even think of it. You can't be wearing your, your free merch that you always wear with brands and all that well, stuff. Well, I was
2: thinking something that would be cool from a member in Parliament is if I just went and bought up, like, a hundred band T-shirts and I wore like a suit jacket over Aussie band merch <laughs> hey, so that's like not I bad. was advertising Australian bands every day. You could also wear the Matt uh, and Alex robe cool. every
1: morning if you if you're feeling a
2: little bit <laughs> sort of I mean come on let them know let them know Mr Speaker yeah. we got a potty. But that'll be interesting cuz sometimes these votes come down to, you know, 50 votes, 100 votes, 300 votes it can be a 0.1% margin. Every vote counts so if you are going to the polling booth this weekend, make sure that you fill out every box in order for the lower house, okay? Otherwise your vote doesn't count. So if you are voting for Daiso or any other independent or any other party, uh, start with one and go two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight until you run out of boxes and uh, that's how you make sure that your vote counts. Whichever uh, party or person it may be going for, make sure you just uh, make it count because it's such an important thing.
1: All right, well, good luck. The nation, at least the all-day breakfast nation is behind you. So we've, we've got our fingers, toes and our electorate
2: votes box crossed yeah and uh well, look forward to i'll see if i'll see if the leaders want to do this but i do if i do end up winning and i do have to choose the prime minister obviously got to negotiate with the leaders and ask you know i've got a few questions i'd like to ask them obviously to see who will rep- help me represent one and the best and have the best plan and vision for australia long term but it seems like super shady and backroom deals and they'll, i'm sure they'll be trying to you know woo me on that so i thought matt we could have a couple of special all-day breakfast episodes where I just record the conversation that we have and uh, try and get a microphone in Canberra for these very big, momentous things.
1: Absolutely. As long as you uh, will campaign for higher wages for podcast hosts, then I'm going to back you 100% <laughs> no matter what, man. Oh. Well, it comes from the Dutch word ranten, which means to talk nonsense. Uh, It is the word rant and it means to speak or shout at length in an angry, impassioned way,
2: according to Google (laughs) Dictionary. But I tell you what, there ain't no nonsense coming out today, (laughs) just cold, hard truth from the truth teller himself, Rant Dog, who pops up to help you with your issues every single week. And there's plenty out there, Matt, plenty of issues in the world.
1: Haven't seen you on a bus yet. Saw Piers on a few buses with the old masking tape across his face. Oh, Um, really? No, we don't have ads for
2: All Day Breakfast Rant Dog yet.
1: Classic Australia, by the way. Classic Australia just shutting down those sayers of free speech by giving them their own primetime TV show.
2: Yeah. (laughs) Classic deniers of free speech, yeah. aren't we? And they pretend that they're muzzled <laughs> on a bus. They're putting their own tape on to pretend as if they don't have one of the biggest platforms in the world. Well, Belinda has sent us a voice memo, Alex, Pop them through if you have an ish you'd like us to solve. And uh, Belinda has been getting back into an old habit and finding that old habits die hard.
1: Hi, rant dog. This is Belinda. I'm hoping you can address something that's been brought back to my attention since plane travel is back on the agenda. It is those people who have to stand right up against the baggage carousel when the bags are coming out. Those idiots who can't understand that other people can't see or get to their bags while they're standing there. Please help educate these poor fools. Well... I mean, leave some for the rest of us, Belinda. <laughs> <laughs> Rant Dog's got to have a little bit of meat on the bone
2: to gnaw. <laughs> yeah, well, i got to say, sounds like Belinda does got a bit of baggage herself, not just the stuff coming out of the carousel. And Belinda, I'll let you know, I'm prepared to handle that baggage because Rant Dog is the baggage handler, okay? And when it comes to people who stand too close,
0: what they need to understand All right, is that the standard principle is to take a few buddy steps back, can ya? And leave a bit of room for the rest of it.
2: You see, I don't know what it is about airports
0: that turn people into absolute imbeciles. Because whether it's standing too close to the baggage, standing up when the plane lands, and just clogging that lane like an artery that's had too many buddy burgers stuffed out it, or whether it's Buying like an anaconda's worth of Toblerone when <laughs> no other time of the year they find it palatable at all—they turn into a new <laughs> bloody species at the airport. What is it, Matt? You tell me. All right. What what happens to people's brains when they walk through into the terminal?
1: I don't know, man.
0: Well, sorry, but Dad's just coming in. I'm yelling too loud. Sorry, Dad. Yeah, but right. I'm just my buddy. pissed <laughs> some of these absolute
1: clowns. What about the people in the security line where they, you know, they're breathing down your neck.
0: Oh, You're not going to get any closer. Step back. Sorry, we're boarding business only every time. <laughs> they always board business first. <laughs> Out of the way,
1: got their keys in their pocket when they're going through the metal detectors. They don't, they don't, they're not listening.
0: They get up to the front of the line. Any laptops? Oh, wait, yeah, I remembered. It only happens every <laughs> single time. I'm not ready. Uh,
2: anyway, uh, Belinda, I think you're absolutely right. If they, if we've got a cure for airport brain, um, <laughs> please let us know. But... With this sort of stuff coming back into fashion, Matt, it doesn't seem to be going anywhere anytime soon.
1: Well, no, much like the carousel. just keeps coming back around. Everybody wants to be a pickle jar hero. That brings us to the end of another Matt and Alex all-day breakfast. Hope you had a good one, and we'll catch you
2: again tomorrow. And remember, if you'd like to get in touch, we've got an Instagram, matt.and.alex, or... Get us up on the website, mattandalex.com.au. Bye-bye.
0: That's it. The all-day breakfast kitchen is closed. Got something to add to the show? Slide into our DMs (laughs) at matt.and.alex. Listener.